This is our series, Baby Steps, and today I want to talk to you about what, what do you do when you get overwhelmed? And I'm, I'm sure you've had an occasion in life where you, you got in a meeting um, or you got some bad news or you were in a bad relationship or... Um, you were thrown into a mess that you didn't see coming and you felt completely overwhelmed. Anybody remember this experience? And a lot of times what happens when we get overwhelmed is we freeze. And the, the, the task that, that's in front of us, um, the, the problem that's facing us, it seems like there's no way we're going to get through this. Maybe you're recovering from something, you're trying to overcome something, and you just get to a point where you, you, you stop and you stare at the problem so long that it paralyzes you. And so today I want to talk about how do we, how do we go through something that feels overwhelming and I want to start with a couple of proverbs that I think would be good to sort of stick in your mind and remind yourself. The first one is Proverbs 4:18 and it says this, the path the path of the righteous is like the first uh, the first bit of dawn. That is when the sun's just just hitting the horizon. And you're there, if you've ever been there, and you're watching the, even before the sun comes up, you start to feel a glow, and, and you start to feel the, the sun's presence, even though you can't see it. And it's barely light. And he, it says the path of the righteous is like this. It starts with a little tiny bit of light, and it progresses until you have the full light of day. The reason I think that's important is because what, what's important about life is not the, uh, not the size of the steps that you're taking, but the direction of the steps that you're taking. A lot of people get too hung up on how fast they're getting through life or how fast they're achieving something. And really what's most important is that you get stepping in the right direction. And this, this little proverb sort of say, says to us that God gives us enough light to see what we need to see, and there's, there's enough to get you through today. You don't need to get too focused about tomorrow. More light will come. All of us would like to know how everything's going to work out, right? We would love to to get a full manuscript from God. This is going to happen next Thursday and, and five months from now, then this is going to happen. But the reality is we don't always know. But what we can do is trust the light, the little bit that we have for today, just like the first gleam of dawn. This is enough. And this will help me get to step one step at a time. God gives you enough grace for every day, and God gives you enough light for every step. The most important thing is the step that you're taking right now. That's it. If you 
dial your life down into the bite-sized steps, this is the most important one. Remember the story of David and Goliath? Uh, When David shows up on the scene, Goliath has intimidated, and I will say overwhelmed, everyone else in the opposing army. And when David shows up, he's not paralyzed like everyone else. But what David does is he thinks back to himself all the baby steps in his life. You know, I've used this sling of mine to protect the sheep when I was with dad. And I, and I protected him from a lion and a bear. And, and I'm sure the same skill, right, taking that, taking that sling and throwing one stone after another stone after another stone, I'm sure it'll work just the same for this big giant. And so when you're facing a big giant, something really large, you just have to make it into small steps, little by little, little bits at a time. Last night, um, I, I was watching an, an old movie that I, that I love. It's called Moneyball. Anybody seen it? And Brad Pitt's in it, but it's a true story. It's a baseball story, and it's a story about the Oakland A's. I think it's 2002, and they, had, they were losing all their star players, all their big hitters, and they didn't have much money. The, the management had come in and said, you know, we need to cut back on salary. And so um, this guy named Billy Bean took an approach to say, let's not worry about the big hitters. Let's just get a bunch of little guys that know how to get on base. And as the, as the movie evolved, he goes into a meeting, and it's all the old baseball guys, you know, and they love to, you know, sit around and talk shop, and, and they love the big hitters, the big swings, you know. And he comes in and says, no, all I need is for this guy to get on base. I don't care if he walks. I don't care if he gets hit by a pitch. I don't care if he bunts. I don't care if he hits a single. All I need is for him to get on base. That's all I need. And it was an insult to everybody else who was used to thinking about baseball in terms of home runs and big swings and big hits. And it's a true story. And the Oakland A's ended up winning 20 games in a row that year, broke a record that stood for 100 years with the low, one of the lowest budgets in the entire major leagues. Why? One base at a time. All you got to do is get to first base. I don't care if you walk. I don't care if you bunt. I don't care if you get hit by a pitch. Just get to first base. That's all that matters. You know what would help us so much in life? Reduce stress. Reduce anxiety. I just got to get to first base. That's all I got to do. I don't need to worry about second base. I don't need to worry about getting to home. I just got to get to, I, I just, today. I just got to take the step that's right in front of me. I love the story of Nehemiah. I don't know if you know the whole story of Nehemiah, but Nehemiah leads this effort that, that God's people have been all taken into exile. And Nehemiah leads this effort to bring people back to Jerusalem and to rebuild the walls of the city. And when he first hears about it, it's overwhelming. It's an overwhelming job. And so what happens a lot of times is when jobs feel overwhelming, we put them off. Who's ever done this before? 
I'll put them both up, right? And this is, this is too big. I, I don't want to think about this job. I don't want to get involved. And so we push it off and we push it off. And this is what had been happening. And Nehemiah steps up and he says, no, we can do this. All we have to do is break it into small sections. So if you go to Nehemiah chapter 3, you'll see this word over and over and over again. This section. This group of people worked on this section of the wall. This group of people worked on this section of the wall. What did he do? He took a huge project and he divided it into little bite-sized sections. And each section had a family assignment. Each family divided their section into smaller sections. And each person took one breath at a time. And 52 days. Why? Can I say, I think this is actually the key to life. This is it. We get so worried and upset and stressed, and you just have to stop and say, I'll just do this today. I'll just do this right now. I was joking a couple weeks ago with everybody about, you know, how we don't like to do, you know, we don't like to do two push-ups because we're insulted because when we were in high school, we did 200. With me? I'll talk to the guys for a minute with the big egos. Right, guys? They're like, yeah, I used to do 200, and, and now I don't want to do two push-ups because that's an insult. And so we, what we're fooling ourselves is that we make the goal too big. Instead of saying, you know what? If I can do two, I'll do two. And then maybe one day I can do three. And then I add four. And then I add what? Five. Where do we, where do we fall short? When we, make, when we make our goal too big, and then we don't ever do anything. We don't ever start. We don't ever even get off the starting block. So what you do instead is there's a 5% rule. Whatever I did, just do 5% more. Just a little bit more. You know this if you've ever worked out with weights or anything like that. You know that you've got to stretch yourself a little bit. You should feel a little bit of pain but not an entire uh, torn uh, rotator cuff. Are you with me? You don't grab the weights that you did 20 years ago and throw them on there and see how you do. You just take a little bit. That's okay. You just take a little bit. I mean, this applies, think about all the areas of life that this applies in. Our relationships. Let's say you got a, you got a strained relationship. Maybe you got a strained marriage. You know, in, in uh, Song of Solomon, it says, it's the little, the little foxes that spoil the vine. What are the little foxes? All the little things that start to add up in a relationship. This little dig, that little in, inconsiderate statement, th- leaving this dish behind. Yeah? Say, oh, it doesn't matter. Over time, they start to add up. This is key. But over time, they can go the other direction as well. Over time, a compliment, a little kind word here, a thoughtful uh, gesture here, doing a little extra something here, they add up. 
And so you can't fix something just like that. But what you can do is keep planting little seeds, one after another after another. And before you know it, it's just like getting that guy on base. Just get to first base. Because if you go to first base, then the next guy goes to second, and then the next guy goes to third, and the next thing you know, you scored a run. How do you, how do you handle when life is overwhelming? Sometimes, to be honest with you, some of you have had days when you feel like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can go on. You get up, you get dressed, right? You put one foot in front of the other, and you just take one task at a time. The people in Jerusalem, um, they had to get motivated by Nehemiah. And so what they, what they realized that they could do is they realized, I can, with my family, if we all do our part, we can take one brick at a time and we can build this wall. And what it helps you to do is it helps you to eliminate making excuses. Now, we're good at making excuses, right? Here's why we haven't done this. Here's why we didn't start that. Here's, but after a while, you get really good at making excuses, and you, you, you tend to be better at making excuses than making a difference. And so the thing that you have to do is you have to eliminate all the excuses. And how do you do that? You just keep making it smaller and smaller and smaller. Until you say, this I can do. Jesus comes to the house of Mary and Martha. You remember this story in the New Testament? And uh, Martha gets overwhelmed. And this is the other thing I think that we do when something gets too big for us. We start, we start working too hard. She starts running around cleaning and cooking and, just, and, and she forgets that Jesus is even there in the house. And, and Jesus finally, you know, she wants her sister to help. And anybody ever done this? When you get overwhelmed, you just get cranky? Sure. Yeah. You're overwhelmed, so you want everyone else to be overwhelmed too. You want share in your misery. So, so Martha's upset, and then she starts complaining that her sister's not working. I mean, how many times have you seen this happen, right? Somebody is mentally overwhelmed, and they can't handle it that somebody else is not. So they drag you into it. She's literally, Jesus, tell my sister to help. <laughs> he goes, he goes, Martha, you're worried and upset about so many things. But it's simple for her. See, that's the key. You just keep it simple. Don't, don't allow things to build and build and build. And then what happens when we get overwhelmed is sometimes we overdo it. We're swinging for the fence. No, I just got to get on base. I just, I just didn't do well today. The other thing that Nehemiah did for everybody was he brought people back to a spiritual center. And I, I think this is important. When you get overwhelmed with life, you need to come from a good place. 
So the whole project starts with a prayer. In Nehemiah chapter 1, it's basically the recording of a prayer, Nehemiah's prayer. It's his conversation with God about where they've been, mistakes that have been made, and where he hopes they will go. And you know what I think helps us a lot? When we face overwhelming things is conversations with God. Honest ones. Heartfelt ones. Ones that bring us back to a spiritual center. You could have all the self-help books in the world and all the diagrams and charts, but there's something that you need, I will call it in here, that, that gives you the courage to take that one step. Yes, you can divide it and organize it, but something has to come from the inside. And so Nehemiah prays, and I noticed that with Jesus, he would go to the mountainside often to pray, to find the spiritual center when he was facing another big task. You can't overlook the power of a spiritual center, of coming from the right place. I would think that, uh, you, you know, this is obvious, right? You say, well, Chris, we're in a church. Of course, I, I, mean, I, I know that. But you know what I found to be true? I think a lot of times when people get into difficult situations in life, they forget their spiritual center. It's as if they feel like God was surprised that this was going to happen to them. And so what is so important for your own well-being is start, start the project with prayer. Start it with a conversation with God. Where have we been? Where are we going? How are we going to get there? And then Nehemiah had confidence. And confidence is everything. Huh? Confidence is everything. God's for us. God's going to work this out. God's going to take care of it. There's too much negativity. There's too much, this is not going to happen. This is not going to work. This is terrible. I probably can't tell you how many times people have just showered negativity towards me this year. Not towards me personally. I'm just talking about the, the negativity that they feel. And faith is actually the opposite of that. I don't know if you realize that faith is the idea that it is going to work out, that God is for you, that things will get better, that, that God's working in ways that you cannot see. So faith, by its very nature, is positive. What's the whole idea of having a conversation with God? It's about renewing, recharging your what? Faith, your confidence. The project goes on, but there are these um, people who are opposed to Nehemiah and opposed to the rebuilding of the wall. So they come against them, and they are trying to discourage them, to intimidate them. They make fun of them while they're doing it, um, and they, they get to one point in the story, and they, they come to Nehemiah, and they say, Come down, and, and what a great line. Come down from that wall, and Nehemiah says, why should I 
leave where I am to come down to you. This is so key in life. There will always be haters. There will always be doubters. There will always be people saying, you know, come down from your project, you know, and, and this is why it's not going to work. This is why. And you don't even have to give that the time of day to leave your post. And Nehemiah goes, I don't even need to, ready? I don't need to come to that level. I'm up here doing my work. I'm, I'm building my wall, right? I'm rebuilding my family. I'm rebuilding my life. I'm rebuilding my bank account. I'm rebuilding my, it doesn't matter. You're rebuilding. You are at work. And so the opposition gets so fierce, ready? It gets so fierce that now it, it got physical and they literally, Maya had to tell everybody they had a brick, they had a, a trowel where they would slap the cement or the mud or whatever to cement the brick into place, and they'd have a trowel in one hand and a sword in the other. Anybody ever feel like you're at your breaking point, like, I can't do anymore? This is, this is that spot right there, right? But guess what? You can do it. Most of us, you've been gifted, you have two hands, right? You have two hands. This is too much. They're coming against us. It's over. No, it isn't. You just, you do this with this hand, and you hold on with this hand. You, did your work get slowed down? Drastically. That's okay. It's not about the speed. It's about the direction. You just keep building in the right direction. Everybody look here. Look, look. Just keep going in the right direction. That's the key. Just keep going in the right direction. It doesn't matter how fast. You just keep stumbling in the right direction. Of course, I couldn't do a whole uh, message on baby steps without talking about Charlie. <laughs> I mean, the queen of baby steps, right? And so the other day, we were, we were visiting my mom, and we go to this little park near her house, and it has little water fountains. They shoot up, and Charlie just takes off running with these little baby steps. And how many know sometimes the speed is a problem? You're going a little faster than you should, right? And, you know, you try so hard to go, slow down, just take one step at a time, slow down. She can't help it, right? She can't help it. And sure enough, she gets running and she trips and she smashes her little face. And, oh, it's just the worst. How many know what I'm talking about? It's the worst feeling. Hits her head, big, you know, blood on her forehead, blood coming out of her nose. A good rocky moment for her. And... And so badly, you just want to go, just take one, what? Slow it down. Just take one step at a time. You get bruised up when you get ahead of yourself. Look, just take one step. And here's the thing. This is what's so key. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy making that little bit on that day, that bit of progress going forward. You'll, as Jesus said, <laughs> Give us this day our daily bread. This is my daily bread. This is my daily task. This is all I need to worry about. This is all I need to focus on. The wall will get built, right? The task will be accomplished. It, it's going to happen. But this happens one step 
at a time. Think about Jesus' day. In Jesus' day, there was all kinds of um, trouble, overwhelming trouble. So much so that people created little organizations and bands, ways to deal with the trouble. We'll call the overwhelming trouble the, the vicious rule of the Roman Empire. And how were they going to fix this, fight this, combat this? And people had different ways. There were, there were ways, they had little, um, I, I guess you would call them little mini terrorist movements. The Sicarii who would go around and they carried these, these little daggers in their cloak and they would just go to a market and, and stick a knife into a Roman soldier and try to sneak away. They had ways of trying to manipulate the political power. And along comes Jesus, and he has a completely different way. One of the reasons that people didn't... One of the reasons that people were... They were trying to find a way to fix this big and overwhelming problem... But one of the reasons that they didn't go with Jesus at the end was because it wasn't strong enough. It wasn't fast enough. It was just, you mean you're just going to be a servant? And you're just going to die? It just seemed so small. Here we are, 2,000 years later, right? Right? We're going to share the Lord's Supper together. Realizing the power, realizing the power of the cross, which later on Paul said was foolishness. That's foolish. What would dying do? Evidently, it was just the right step. It was just the right step. We have... You may say, man, there are problems in our world and I don't know how to overcome them. Just look. Just like Jesus. Just take the next step. Be a servant. Jesus said, the Son of Man, I didn't come to be served, but to serve, to give my life. So you say, how do we overcome, we'll call it evil in our world? Well, in, in Romans, it says, overcome evil with good. You don't overcome evil with more evil. Who's ever been in an argument and tried that? You got insulted, so you came up with a bigger insult. Didn't that go well? Then at the middle of the, oh, you're right. You got me with that one. It just doesn't ever work. It just escalates and escalates and escalates, and then one person goes to one room, and another person goes to another room, Right? And finally, hopefully, at some point, it just doesn't work. Retaliate evil for evil never works. You overcome evil with good. It's slower. It's baby steps. But it's more, it brings real change. It's the power of the cross, which people call foolishness. But just like they called Nehemiah foolish, right? Just like they called David foolish, 
It's the people that just keep stepping. Keep stepping in the right direction. Whatever you're facing, just keep stepping in the right direction. Just keep stepping. I love the, the saying, great is your faithfulness, right? Your mercies are new every morning. Every morning, God gives you mercy. Every day is a gift from God. So you just take the right step on that day. Don't worry about the past. Don't worry about the future. Just stay focused on the next step. Just get the first base. 